Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Let's get it on a Thursday. It's good to be here. 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line. If you want to follow us on the Sarder Heyman live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo channel 957. Austin Orman, if you would please. Kind sir, let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Don't forget, tomorrow's Friday. They have their meals available for you, their lunch specials down at their 30th and Yankee Hill location. First come, first serve, not all day, just a couple hours. So get your reservations in, make your plans to get down there for lunch tomorrow. I haven't seen what's on the menu, but I can assure you it will be tasty. Yeah, they don't miss. (laughs) They do not miss. Um, Lots to cover over the course of two hours. Uh, I don't know. I think Jay will, 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 will call in or Zoom in. Uh, stream in in the second hour, and we'll let him get off his chest what he needs to get off his chest. And Jay, whenever Jay wants to, you know, he builds up on him. He has to let it go. Um, it's NFL day one. I mean, this this is Jay Foreman. He'll have thoughts on that, I'm sure. Yeah, he, you know, it, it was interesting, right? Just because we get caught up in the vacuum that we're in. And then I get hit with the outside influence and interference. Of hey, can you come talk NFL on on my show? Hey, can you come talk <laughs> UFC on my show? Um, it's a big week all the way around sports. Uh, I even had uh, a station ask me to come on and talk U.S. Open. Ooh, and so I, I asked the question, um, Austin, do you pay attention? To the U.S. Open? It is our national championship, of course. It is, of course, our national championship up in Flushing, New York. Uh-huh. I recognize its existence. Um, I only know that it's the tennis one because of the time of year. Right. Uh, so I, I at least know when you're telling me it's September, it's going to be the tennis U.S. Open, not the golf uh, U.S. Open. Right. Um, but I believe that yesterday was the first time I have ever intentionally talked about tennis on the show. What what is that like? I mean, has it has it lost several sports in losing those extreme, universal, generational talent all stars? Then there's a thing, and you start to look for them. Like golf went through it. You lose Tiger, mm-hmm. and then you hope that Sergio and company Corey step up and Rory become or right, Spieth, right, yeah. right. Like you hope that they become that, and they can't become that. Like, they can't. It's just not until the next one shows up. <laughs> like, we can search for them. Ain't no point of looking. Uh, right. It's not going to happen. The men's side, I mean, the generational talent with, you know, with Joker uh, being in it, missing Rafa. 
and Federer. Right, like you're missing Hoffa. Sorry, I know my, <laughs> I have some female friends that are just going to light me up. Uh, but generationally, and then it being the, the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. um, Wimbledon went quietly, extremely quietly. Um, so it was that, like having people pull that, and then and them asking about, oh, while you're on air, what's up with Nebraska? <laughs> and he goes, talk on it. Like, I, you know, like some of it, I, 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 I want to get into the conversation with them, but some of them I avoid it because I know that it's, it's smuggy, snarky, like all those things where they want to throw shots at Nebraska. You know the people you're talking to. Some of them you can have that conversation with off air and really talk through stuff. Some of them just want to dunk on you. Yeah, and it's just to say, hey, hey listen, I'll fight you. I will like I've, I've had to I've had to say that to to folks and okay so two things in this thing right in the in the, and again the 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 outside vacuum and how it impacts us and affects us especially here in Lincoln well of course I do locked on Huskers and if you haven't subscribed shame on you like what are you doing what are you doing um, but yesterday's episode. I happened to mention Deion Sanders in in the lead. Mm-hmm. And Mark, who produces it, put that in the lead. <laughs> and to tell you that 7,500 Boulder residents showed up in the comments of Locked On Huskers. Now... Listen. <laughs> it wasn't a Dion episode. It was not. It's locked on Huskers. Like every school has like you have your own. Like locked on buffs. As a matter of fact, uh tomorrow's episode uh of Locked On Huskers will be the crossover. Mm-hmm. So each week I cross over with the lockdown from the Huskers opponent. And so locked on buffs, right? I you know, it wasn't locked on Buffaloes. Buffs. Well, buffs. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, talk to 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 Kevin Bordo Bardo and getting insight into what this thing is. Now, here's the funny thing: there were some parallels. Again, new coach, new roster, uh, all the questions and doubts <laughs> of okay, what do we expect from a new coach, right? And so, if you remove the the names from it and you're just talking situationally, it is. A new coach who, in the hiring process, raised some eyebrows, and there was some drama connected to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, connected to a new roster and a new coaching staff to go along with that. Mm-hmm. A new quarterback with some talent that is obvious, but some questions. And I asked him, like, hey, okay, so what was your thinking when – when Dion was being recruited as the coach and then finally hired. And he said, well, he was our number one all along. Hmm. And I was like, oh, man. Hmm. Like, talk about hitting it right, right? Like, really? He was your one. Which is interesting to hear that from a Colorado perspective because I think a lot of the outside chatter was Eric Bieniemy, right? Would he take a college head coaching job, you know, to finally get that shot? Or Ryan Walters, you know, as the alum. Is, is it his job if he wants it? But for Colorado to say that Dion was there at number one, it also takes me back to what you and Jay were talking about to lead off yesterday's show about how similar 
Deion Sanders is to Matt Rule. I just reposted that clip. He literally said that. Yeah. He literally said that they're both old school. And to hear that from 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 Buffs Nation, right? That yeah, they they're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, different, different, same wolf, different clothing. Right. Right. That this is what it is. Right. And for him to go through it and say, okay, here's here's what we think. And then I asked him what he thought of Matt Rule. Like, what do Buffs fans think about Matt Rule? And then it got to, well, yeah, he's doing a little, and they 100% went for it. And he said, I need to find the clip for you. But he said, basically, that Matt Rule is copying Deion Sanders. And I went, oh, boy. <laughs> That's a statement. He said to watch huh. some of the things that were going on, right? Right? That some of the things Matt Rule was saying were things that Dion was using in months ago. And now he's kind of putting his hand in the bag of – of coach speak. And I, I, it was fascinating. Like I, my jaw hit the ground. And then, so finally at the end of it, uh, I asked him, I said, well, what's your pick? Like, give me your pick. And he had a Freudian slip because he wanted to, like, I know what he wanted to say, mm-hmm. but he ended up saying, no, nah, well, I would say Nebraska. And then he went, no, uh, the buffs <laughs> would win by two scores. <laughs> and I, I was like, "Oh, I'm so clipping that, right?" Like you're, I'm like, he goes, "No, I'll have to move." If Got him. <laughs> he goes, "If you," <laughs> he goes, "I'll have to move." If that's ever said, he talked about the rivalry, and again, the commonalities that old heads think of this rivalry with passion and verve and venom, but the younger generation doesn't know the rivalry. That's me. I'm not going to lie right. because, like, the, the the oldest generation of Husker fans that I know, it's Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? The generation kind of between that generation and me, it's Colorado in those early 90s. You, you kind of lose a lot of that into the 2000s as Nebraska goes down. It's hard to pinpoint a rival, I think, in the you know mid-2000s to mid-2010s. You want to say Texas, but that was one-sided. You didn't beat them in that stretch. You want to say Oklahoma because you played them in a championship game. That doesn't work. But I think for people my age and younger, the defining rival of our lifetime mm-hmm. will be Iowa. Yeah, and, and, and but this was also part of the discussion, is that it has to be mutual. It has to be. Like, it 100% has to be mutual. Mm-hmm. And it has to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it has to be that, listen, we get each other. Like, we mm-hmm. get after each other. People were mad at Army-Navy because so long Navy was dominant. Mm-hmm. And that was after Army had its run of being dominant. Um, same for Washington and Dallas. I mean, same for the Raiders and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You go through your spurts and cycles. Um, but he said that, you know, and he's younger, and he said, yeah, I, it's good to hear the coaching staff talk up, talk up the rivalry. He's like, oh, they got us pumped. Like, that was it. Like, they got us pumped. Now, to be totally honest, he said they, they, there is some fear. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Some Colorado fear that the stadium is not entirely black and gold on Saturday. 
you saw the report, right? 60-40 is what they're saying. 60-40 what? Buffs. Yeah, I I get the I get the, like what was said was they love the idea not no red in Boulder no red uh, no they're not going to use any words that start with R uh, so I guess they're going to won the ball and say, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> just a lot of handoffs a yeah lot of yeah you know I don't know what that that's going to be but then he he went full on that yeah we the younger generation needed. Coach Sanders to come in and spit fire in order to get them riled up and fired up. But what they did, they expected this team to be good. They didn't expect it to be this good this soon. Like, it's – and they said a thing that, man, it needs to go on a shirt. But he said, well, why would we expect anything else from Dion? He's always won. He's always won. Mm-hmm. Always think about it. Even if you're just you're just talking about coaching, and don't forget that he coached before he became a, a college coach. Right. That those programs were all dominant. Mm-hmm. Where he is, he's dominant. Where he was, he's dominant. And then as a player, he was dominant. So there's something to be said. Like we'll give credit to people who haven't done it, but refuse credit to the people who absolutely shown. Oh, they know what they're doing. At multiple levels at multiple times. Right, like all the time. Mm-hmm. So they said they expected it. And then I asked about Matt Rule, and again, the, the comment was, you know, he's kind of mimicking Dion, and we were kind of laughing at it. But they also said, we're watching. We're watching to see. Because in their minds, they need Colorado to th- not only beat Nebraska, that fan base needs Colorado to thump, double thump Nebraska. They need for it to be dominant. And the expectation is, listen, we know our flaws. Like, we saw enough in the flaws. But they're saying everything, everything Nebraska says. Mm-hmm. Nebraska could run the ball and be dominant. And what do we do? And we don't know our response to it. Um, mm-hmm. They did – I asked him to grade the different groups, and he gave the offensive line, the Buffs' offensive line, a three point five. Are we doing out of five or on out, out of five. seven? Out, out of ten? Five. Oh, Jay okay. wasn't there. Okay, I didn't three think so, out of but, five. Okay, three and three and a half <laughs> out of five. And I asked about the defensive line, <laughs> and without missing a beat, one. <laughs> Oof, <laughs> one. I give it a one. One. Like he was not. He was not. He didn't think about it. He didn't hesitate about it. It's a one. Well, they were one of two teams in FBS without a tackle for loss in week one. Yeah. That'll do that. Yeah, that he was he was on it. Like mm-hmm. one. We he goes and he goes, and the surprising thing is, before the season, if you had asked him that last week, he would have flipped him. Because he had never seen this offensive line together. He had mm-hmm. never seen this group actually play together. Uh he made a point that the spring game, eighty percent of the players who played in the spring game didn't line up. <laughs> Didn't line up yesterday. Like, they brought in some dudes. Um, So, there was a lot of insight uh, into into tomorrow's lockdown. There's a lot of goodies in it. And it it just sparks the conversation. So, I want to get to to, to you, Texas. I do want to get to this. Um, And and it's interesting to me, again, that Nebraska fans are reacting and Colorado fans are reacting. He says, wait, 
So when Matt Rule said he <laughs> he coached the the players that were here, Dion never said anything uh, of that sort. What Dion said was, "I need players here that will play the way I want them to play, and they'll work, be willing to do the work." Matt coded it and said, "Listen, we want to be physical." He said it again today. We need to be physical, but you got to you got to follow that. Like you, you there got to be some bounce to it. Can't say it and then just go, oh, well, you know, no, it doesn't matter. Dion made it personal. And there was a lot of discussion about that. Mm-hmm. Well, why did Dion take it personal? Was it because he wasn't considered? Did you think he, he not worthy? And then what does that do to an elite athlete, coach, human being? What does that do? And nothing moves the needle like being told that you're not worthy. I, I think of Patrick Mahomes being ranked number four in the NFL top 100 last year. Woof. I think of Patrick Mahomes throwing his his touchdowns against the Bears, and he's yeah. counting on his fingers the number of guys that went ahead of him with Mitchell Trubisky picked ahead of him there. The one thing that you don't do is give an elite talent anything more to amplify that because as we've seen with Colorado – I don't think Colorado is as good as the underdog as they are as the favorite. I think Dion thrives in that limelight because he's so used to it because he's so successful. He wants to feel like the underdog, but I think they thrive and they're not as negatively affected by that positive attention because Dion's been handling it his whole life. I don't think Dion needed it. Didn't need like it. You, like you get it. like you gave him, you gave the elite motivation. Look, all of the great moments in sports come from oh. Like, Ali, I got, I got something to fight for. Mm-hmm. I've got something to fight for. Um, any great moment, Andy Reid, fighting for Andy Reid to get the first, like, that, that was an actual thing. So it, it'll be interesting. Um, downtown Scott says this. Um, I think he's just saying it's personal because uh, the rivalry has always been personal. Look, I, listen, it, through all of it, he's honoring, he has to be authentic. And I can't tell somebody to hate that guy, to take it personal from that guy, if I don't feel it myself. Mm-hmm. Authentic leadership requires that. And there's a difference between the hype dude and the dude that's giving you, that's taking you into a real, real place as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he understood that. Um, you say, hey, Austin, can you, oh, he wants to change his name there, so you can get Jeremy all, all set up there. Yeah. Um, there are a couple more texts we'll get to before we bring it. It's our Thirsty Thursday, and Kevin Meyer will be here. Um, yeah, he said, you know, that's fake. He said he hates Colorado uh, more than – oh, he dislikes Iowa and Oklahoma more than than, than even Texas. Yeah, I, l- listen, I, I would say this. They've made it into a thing on purpose. And Nebraska hasn't. It hasn't been said because, and, and and I don't know if that's I don't want to sell that as a as a negative thing. If you tell me that Nebraska's entire focus this week is the thing that I said a couple of days ago, Nebraska doesn't have to worry about Colorado. Nebraska has to worry about Nebraska mm-hmm. in the fullest, simplest, most complete way. Every corner of this thing is Nebraska players being accountable for themselves and their teammates. Everything else will take care of itself. 
And I think that's the truest representation of this rivalry, because think about how it was when it started with Dan McCartney, right? Colorado had to juice this up for Colorado's sake. Yeah. All Nebraska had to do was take care of its own business, right? Colorado made something of this. And sure, maybe Nebraska came out you know, a little more fired up from what I've heard. Maybe they spent some extra time game planning or special wrinkles or whatever. But for Colorado, this has always been it since, since McCartney, like making this into the game. Whereas in the 90s for Nebraska, it was, okay, yeah, that's cute, Colorado. Come give us your best shot. We'll give you ours. It was never about Colorado for Nebraska. It was always about Nebraska for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, a, a part of it landed on me as personal. Like it really, like, oh. Because anybody that would hire Dion knew who was coming. Dion told you who was coming. Right? And if somebody said that they didn't want Dion, or somebody said or didn't say they wanted Dion, think about it this way. Two of the great sensitive souls, people who took things personally, Michael Jordan, nobody took – Michael Jordan <laughs> made up personal stuff. Like, he made up stuff to carry the, to get the motivation. And Kobe will tell you, I created demons that didn't exist so that my demon could be found. Like, it, it, it's special. That's what's happening here. And, look, th- this game doesn't reach the level that it's reached in, 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 in fervor if Colorado doesn't beat TCU. If Nebraska beats Minnesota and, Col- and Colorado loses, meh. This is meh. It's whatever. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Colorado did their part. Imagine the hype. Imagine the insanity, the pure chaos. If Nebraska had finished that game against Minnesota and both Matt Rule and Deion Sanders came into that game at 1-0. Winning their first game. Wolf. They were counted oh. out by everyone. Both schools were. Oh, man. You just – Gus Johnson would have to take – all sorts of oh man, he'd just have to do the game via IV. Like Literally. just just plug in and like somebody somebody like do they put a heart monitor on Gus Johnson during games? They need to if they right? don't. Like it just, like I, I like I worry. Yeah. Like it's a real thing. But we got him again. And I'm looking forward to see what it is. Going to be fantastic. We'll go to break. Kevin Myers here. Thirsty Thursdays here on old school nine three seven ticket. You're listening to old school with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.